Welcome to Joy in Learning, a podcast from the Harley School in Rochester, New York. We're an independent school for nursery through grade 12, where there's always lots of interesting learning going on for us to share with you. In this episode, I spoke with Connie Moore and Lori Rick about a class they're teaching this summer called MS 101, designed to get incoming sixth graders ready for middle school. So thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we're here to talk about Middle School 101 Skills for Success. What was your inspiration for starting this class? Well, I think um, it's a great transition time. I think fifth grade, uh, coming from the lower school to the middle school, we have this opportunity to seize the kids' um, continued interest in school, so to speak, you know, and uh, you know, transitions are difficult. So I think when you're thinking about the kid and um, what they need, I think as middle school teachers, we think about organization, we think about strategies for success, uh, getting your locker open, um, being organized, and they don't all come naturally for all students. So in a way, it's almost a selfish thing for us because if we can help them with that, it helps transition uh, the classes a little bit easier for us as well. So how did you go about getting the class started and getting kids interested to attend? Um, Actually, the class was in existence before Mrs. Moore and I took it over and Mrs. Northrup, who was the health teacher before, started it in terms of easing anxiety for students transitioning. Even though we're one big building, many of the students in fourth grade, except for maybe a shadow day, one time a year, have come up to the middle school and actually met with the middle school teachers or seen them. Um, So she started it and um, when she retired from Harley and went to teach them at a different state, uh, Mrs. Moore and I, as fifth grade advisors thought it would be an excellent idea to continue the course. That sounds great. So middle school poses some unique challenges for students. There's more peer influence, there's changing bodies, and studies have shown a drop in academic confidence. Uh, How can learning study skills or time management skills help keep kids engaged in learning at that age? Oh, this is uh, such a difficult age. It's... um we talk a lot in our class. We work on time management. We work on study strategies. We work on study skills, which are a little bit different from strategies. We, we talk about learning styles. Um, we talk about growth mindset, which is your attitude about learning. And having the kids exposed to all of these things and learning the best way they uh, can how to study for a test, for example, or how to take notes that work for you, um, how to uh, look at a, an exam or a quiz or something that comes in front of you and figure out the best way that, you know, do I have to start from the beginning and work to the end? Do I have to, uh, you know, and am I an audio learner? Can I talk to myself? You know, am I somebody who needs to move a little bit while I'm working on it? And all of those things help the student become more responsible for their own learning and they realize, okay, it's okay if I need to stand when I'm uh, focusing for a long time or it's okay if I need to take a break for a minute. And I think sometimes we look at the traditional learner where you sit, you you highlight, you write, you, you know, you take the quiz, you answer it and you move on and we don't all learn that way. So I think if a student can engage in their own learning, um, it helps. Can you talk a little bit about how success in these areas, time management skills, study skills, can help boost boost 
academic confidence? Yeah, actually, when we um, we practice time management, we say uh, we create this chart. It's like a pie graph, and they have to f uh, fill in their different, you know, like how they spend their day. And suddenly they look at it and they say, oh my gosh, I spend two hours watching TV or an hour on the video games where I spend a, uh, you know, 45 minutes a night Snapchatting with my friend. And before you know it, it's dinner time and bedtime and I don't have time to do my homework. So, but when they look at it all and they say, oh wow, well, if I took away the TV, I took away the video and I took away the Snapchatting with my friend or the Instagramming or the Facebooking or whatever it is, um, I actually have a lot of time in my schedule to, to study. And all of a sudden we say, okay, well, let's replace, obviously you're still gonna watch TV, you're still gonna play video games, you're still gonna do all those things, but can we take away from that? And when they look at it visually, they say, yeah, I could do that. I'll try that for a while. And before you know it, they feel good. I would say they feel good about, uh, they they figure out they have more time in the day than they thought. So they study more, they practice more. And, um, you know, then it helps once they get in the classroom, like, oh, I did do better. I, I did, you know, do a great job on that math test because factor putting that into my day, no different than a video game or going to the gym or whatever, you know, helps with that. Um. So as I have learned as the parent of a middle, middle schooler, and I'm sure you have experience with every day, uh, organization can be an issue for middle schoolers. Uh, can you share one or two of the tips that you will teach these kids? Um, in our class in the summertime, we, give, we let them practice with lockers. We show them different types of locker organizers. Uh, we bring out uh, the planner that's used in the middle school. We bring out the take-home folders, and we show them different options um, that they're able to use. So what I feel is middle school is a time of discovering for self. You're figuring out who you are. You're figuring out your strengths, your weaknesses. Some people are very organized naturally. Some people need to work at it. And what it is is we try to get, give them options so that they can find the best method that works for them. Oh, that's great. Um, I noticed in your course description uh, that you cover taking notes. Uh, what advice do you have for students uh, as they start establishing note-taking habits? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we um, in middle school is really when they're starting to take notes. So we practice in the beginning with uh, a PowerPoint about study skills, for example, and they fill in the blank with notes. And then we say, okay, well, if you were to highlight the important information, what would that look like? And then we talk about, you know, kind of taking that away. And um, there's different strategies like who, what, where, when, why, how. We can look at um, uh, uh, drawing a box or drawing a chart and taking notes and trying to figure out. We, we look at little articles. We read an article and we try to imagine taking notes. We do a verbal listen to a paragraph, uh, take notes, and then they have to write a response. And when you practice those things, they say, wow, you know, we want you to use this strategy when you listen to it the first time. And they may take three notes. And then they think, oh, well, I guess I can't write a response if I only write down three things. So when they practice the different strategies, typically a kid um, will say, okay, well, this works for me. I'm going to try this for now. And then we hope it transfers to the classroom, you know, to the fall. Uh, but it's a skill that needs to be practiced over and over and over again. It doesn't come naturally for everybody. Um, we tend to, you know, in lower school, you give them a lot of information. They don't have to, when you 
or if somebody is lecturing and you have to take notes, you have to not only remember what they said, you have to process it, and then you have to make sense for them out of it yourself. Uh, so stopping mid-lesson and taking the time in a class like we do over the summer and teaching them those strategies is, uh, I think, very helpful because hopefully they'll look back at that in the fall and say, okay, well, that didn't work the way I did it before. You know, let's try this way. Speaking of the fall, um, how do you both keep kids interested in the summer when, of course, they all want to be doing summer things? And um, what strategies uh, do you suggest for them to make these stick in the fall? Um, one of the things we do in our class is it's not just work, work, work the yeah. entire time. So we'll take a break, just getting up and going to the locker to see how you might organize it or place items in it. And we do a lot of cooperative games. In middle school, many of the labs, many of the projects are working together. So we'll do partner sharing. We'll do games outside. Uh, we may do a scavenger hunt around, you know, we've had different things over the course of the year. So I think learning to take breaks and then coming back to it uh, keeps their interest. So it I, we do, we want them to leave knowing that you don't just because you need to work on your reading or your math or your organization doesn't mean you have to do it every minute of the day. Taking breaks helps and gets you to come back and refocus. So we try to incorporate that into our class and hopefully they incorporate that. And then hopefully they'll go do their math packet or their reading, summer reading that they have to do. Well, this all sounds wonderful. I think it's a very important class for the incoming middle schoolers. And thank you so much for taking time out of your summer to teach it and to talk to me about it. Thank you. Thanks, Art. Thanks for joining us today on Joy in Learning, the Harley Schools podcast. We look forward to sharing interesting stories, discussing educational topics, and exploring ideas with you on our next episode. See you again soon.